Hey everyone, welcome to the Iceberg Lounge. I'm your host, Thomas Single, and on today's show, we're going to take an in-depth look at what happened this past weekend when AEW went up against WWE, where they had Fight for the Fallen versus Evolve 131. So let's get into it. First, let's talk about AEW's Fight for the Fallen. It took place July 13th, 2019 on Bleacher Report Live and Fight TV. The event was within Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. So the event was the third under the AEW banner. It was a charity event where all the gate Proceeds would be donated to the Jacksonville Victim Assistance Advisory Council. They ended up raising $150,000 through donations by wrestlers and other donations from sponsors and the gate. So let's go over the match card. So we would have in this event two pre- show matches on the buy-in it was the first match was Sonny Kiss who got defeated by the librarian Peter Avalon who was accompanied by the librarian Leva Bates um I didn't really have anything to say about this match you know it was it was a match (laughs) it was all right but when it comes to the main event of the buy-in we will see B Priestley and Shoko Nakajama defeating Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Riho. And this match was a little sloppy. And there seemed to have miscommunications throughout the match. Um, I really do think Britt Baker was injured and maybe should have they should have called the match early um but on the bright side of the match it was nice seeing two champions representing two separate companies now the first match of the actual show it would start off with a six-man tag team match we would have mjf sammy guevara and now known as the chairman Sean Spears defeating uh, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. AEW is making Spears into the star he should have been in WWE. Um, they had so much potential with the Perfect Ten gimmick over in WWE, but they I, they just didn't push him, and AEW saw his talent, and it seems like he's going to be possibly one of the top heels in the company once they get the show going on TNT. So up next, we will have a singles match where Brandy Rhodes, accompanied by Awesome Kong, defeated Allie. I don't like Brandy being a heel just because we already have enough heel authority figures in wrestling and I'm kind of tired of it 
And so I kind of would have liked to see her just wrestle, you know, and maybe not have to worry about that. Maybe she could have used Awesome Kong as the bodyguard still, but more as protection from a top heel. But after the match, seeing Awesome Kong and Aja Kong facing off, I think that's going to be a huge match at AEW's All Out event. Going to the next match, we have a three-way tag team match to advance to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Tournament. We will see the Dark Order of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeat Angelico and Jack Evans. And we will see a boy and his dinosaur of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, accompanied by Marco Stunt. So, as we saw here, the Dark Order won. Um, so, they advance. And just the AEW tag division is going to be so talented by the looks of this match. And so, at All Out, we will see Best Friends, who won at the last paper, pay-per-view firefight. Versus the Dark Order. And then whoever wins gets a first round bye. Whenever they start that tournament on TV. So up next we will have the 6th match. Where we will see a singles match. Adam Page. Current contender for the AEW World Championship. Where he's going to be facing uh, Chris Jericho. Defeated uh, young up and comer Kip Sabian. Um, Kip is another future star in AEW. As of now, I can see him holding a mid-card title if they create one. But I do think he's a future world champion. Um, he's got skill. Match 7 is just a normal tag team match where we'll see the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, defeating SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, accompanied by Christopher Daniels. So, it was it was a good match. Um, I like how it sets up the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros at All Out in a ladder match for the AAA World Tag Team Championships. Um, it was just a good tag team match. There's really nothing nothing to say about that. Besides, maybe Lucha Brothers probably needs a manager. Um... I mean, they could, they're probably great on the mic. Um, but for it to really resonate, I think they probably need a manager to talk for them. Um, that's just me. Up next, we will have a singles match where it's Kenny Omega defeating Seema, uh, uh, which gets Kenny his first win in AEW as a single star, which is surprising. Um, when it comes to this match, Kenny and Seema hit these crazy spots, and one specifically would be the crazy spot where Seema hits the double knees on Kenny outside on I think it might have been a table but it was it was sick and it the match was good quality 
Uh, Sema looks like another good contender for a world championship or even be a high mid card person. So, last match, the main event of the evening, we see the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson defeating the Brotherhood of Cody and Dustin Rhodes. The Bucks in this match seem to work differently. Um, and the match, they took, they took the role of being the heels, which was interesting to see, which kind of was like another heel authority figure thing. But as you would see after the match, they, they pretty much was like, it was just for one match only. Um, and then they were all good with Cody and Dustin, but I would like to see the brotherhood in the tournament along with the Bucks, make this tag tournament as big as it can. Within this pay-per-view, I had a few standouts that came out. Sammy Guevara, The Dark Order, and A Boy and His Dinosaur, and Sema, to me, stood out in Fight for the Fallen. And so, we're going to go and hear a word from our sponsors, and then when we come back, we're going to go over Evolve. 131. So now let's talk about the co-event by WWE and WWN, Evolve 131, which also took place July 13th, 2019, live on the WWE Network. This event was in the legendary 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this event was to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Evolve slash Dragon Gate USA's founding. Now let's look at the card for Evolve 131. The first match we see Josh Briggs defeating Anthony Green with Brandy Lauren in Anthony Green's corner and what they call the future is now showcase match um seems like they're really pushing Josh Briggs um I don't really get his character but I honestly don't watch much of Evolve except for maybe the highlights they put on YouTube but it seems like they they're really seeing Josh Briggs as being a big star up next, we would have a fatal four-way match as Stephen Wolf would defeat Kurt Stallion, Sean Maluta, and Harlem Bravado. This match, I really didn't have anything to say about it besides Kurt Stallion seems to be being groomed as the next Matt Riddle. Sean Maluta, as we saw in the Cruiserweight Classic, is part of the uh, family that the Usos come out of. Um, I think he would be a great addition to the Cruiserweights, um, bringing more championships to that family lineage. And then Harlem Bravado. I remember first seeing him with his brother as a tag team before this point. When they were on Ring of Honor early, when they were on the early days of the TV going national with Sinclair. 
And it's interesting seeing him in in a singles role. Um, I don't know what happened where he's in a single role and he's not in a tag team. Possibly he might have just been the better brother and they didn't want to sign the other one. I'm not too sure. But in match three, we have a grudge match versus, hold on, let me try to get this, Arturo Rujas. I think I said that right. Not too sure. He defeated Anthony Henry. Um, Both of these people seem to be future stars. Rujas seems to be an MMA monster that they could groom to honestly be the next Lesnar if they wanted to. Um, where Henry seems to be a, a big fan favorite. And so I just see nothing but big things if they're handled right with these two people coming out of Evolve into NXT into the main roster. So now we're on to match four, which is a no DQ match. Brandy Lorne, who we saw earlier managing, versus, let me try this one now, Shotzi Blackheart. This match was insane. Um, the biggest spot of the night to me was when Blackheart um, did a chair dive spot. Where she had these chairs set up almost like a makeshift table. And, and you had Brandy on it. And she was going to do a dive through the ropes onto her. Brandy... Gets moved out of the way. And she just dives head first. Into this massive amount of steel chairs. It was a crazy spot. Um, I honestly think Blackheart. If she gets to the main roster. And Ruby Riot Would be an insane tag team for the women's division. Up next we will see Babatunde. Um, defeating Colby Carino. In a special challenge match. Um, don't see where the challenge was in this match. Uh, Baba Tunde seems to need something to make him complete. Uh, he's got the look. He's got the strength. Vince would probably like him. But maybe it's because I haven't heard him on the microphone. This is my second time seeing him. First time was in the Greater Royal Rumble. And then this is my second time. So, I, I'm probably going to need to look him up, see if he has any good mic skills. So, next is for the Evolve Tag Team Championships. It is AR Fox and Leon Ruff with the Sulk in their corner defeating Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy, becoming the new Evolve Tag Team Champions. See,. Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy needs to be in WWE. They're a great tag team. I've always enjoyed Eddie Kingston's work when he was in Impact Wrestling. Um, when I saw him that one time, I believe going against Kevin Owens in Ring of Honor at one point. Um, but the the new champ celebration after seemed to run a little long. They might do that all the time, but it seemed to run a little long, and it, it seemed kind of cheesy, uh, but if the crowd likes it, they like it. So, up next, we have a Catchpoint reunion match. 
where we probably have seen the two biggest members come out of Catchpoint as Matt Riddle with, like I said, it seems like his protege, Kurt Stallion, defeat the WWE Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gulak. Um, this was the match of the night, to be honest. Um, this just shows Drew Mac, not Drew McIntyre, uh, Drew Gulak needs to be higher in WWE. Uh, he reminds me of Dean Malenko a lot. And just like they did with Dean Malenko, WWE's apparently not going to use Drew Gulak to his highest potential. So, in the eighth match, we have the winner-takes-all match for both the WWN Championship and Evolve Championship which I was confused because I heard in the promo it was a unification match. But then again, winner takes all. It's like, okay, they're not really saying it's a unification match. But apparently it was a unification match. Where we had Austin Theory, who was representing Evolve, defeating J.D. Drake, who was representing the company as the whole, WWN. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, I felt J.D. Drake... Uh, should have won because Austin Theory to me is ready to move on to NXT. Um, it was a shock as Paul Heyman showed up. Uh, that was cool. Uh, we sh probably should have guessed it since he was, you know, in the legendary ECW arena. But I could see Austin Theory and Paul Heyman working together very well. Austin Theory is very cocky, and then having Paul as his manager, I think Austin Theory is going to be a star in WWE. So, we're at the main event. For the NXT Championship, we have Adam Cole defeating Akira Tozawa from 205 Live. To me, this match shouldn't have been last. To me, the... Unification match should have been last, considering it's an Evolve show. Um, to me, it was almost like WWE was like, eh, this title matters more. Which, I mean, it does. But it should have been headlined by a unification match. Um, like, the match wasn't bad at all. The match was good. It was just the placement that was bad. Now, the standouts for Evolve 131 was Ruhas, Henry, Blackheart, Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy, Drew Gulak, Austin Theory, and J.D. Drake. But who I think won out of this first battle between AEW and WWE, I think would be AEW. Just considering... The arena that AEW was in looked amazing. Um, some people compared it to the arena they did when South Park uh, parodied them having a pro wrestling show. Um, to me, AEW's matches were better. They had better content. Um, and just talking about the time average, I went over the times of each match. AEW gave their wrestlers... Way more time to work. Uh, AEW gave an average of 16 minutes and 38 seconds. 
while WWE did 9 minutes and 41 seconds. Um, so to me, I think AEW won this first battle. Um, and another big thing to me was the storyline. Uh, storylines really help out. And this to me, almost like they had stories like with the unification match or the history between Drew Gulak and and Matt Riddle. But to me, st- storyline-wise, I was more invested in AEW. And maybe that's just because um, I watch more of their content than Evolve. Because I only watch their highlight packages. But maybe if, N- if not NXT, but WWE Network starts uh, showing Evolve on their network, you know, maybe I'll start being more invested in Evolve and maybe change my mind if they have another conflict in the future. But what do y'all think about the two shows? Who do you think won this first battle? Leave me a comment or tag me on social media with your answers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Iceberg Lounge. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, Anchor, and our Patreon VIPs who show support. If you want to become a VIP, go to patreon.com trji, and for only $1 a month, you can become a VIP of the Iceberg Lounge. If you want more info about sources in this episode or my social media, it will all be in the information section of this episode. Thanks again, and remember, I love you, and all to God.